Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of Man, We're Too Old For This, here on the Nerdtarnal Network. I'm your host, the experience that some call Jason, and with me today is... The Blurred Don of the Ville, the Todd Father. CDL113, the droid you're looking for. And today we are discussing the first episode of Moon Knight. The MCU's uh, newest show on Disney+. Plus. Warning ahead of time, this thing's going to be spoiler-filled, so if you haven't seen it, go watch it, then come back and listen. Alright, well I haven't seen it, so I'm going to be just asking questions. Alright, go for it. Well, I guess my first biggest question, my biggest kind of concern, is he a monster hunter when it starts up? When it's... You... Maybe? (laughs) Oh, when it starts up, he's just a humble employee at a uh, museum. And you're dealing with his Steven uh, persona, who basically doesn't know about anything else. He, you know, well, he's he's an expert in uh, Egyptology. Yeah. But uh, as and, but and he works at a museum, but it's not as like a tour guide or anything like that. He works in the, the in gift, shop. gift shop. But he's real quick to point out things that are wrong with uh, the exhibits, the exhibits, and stuff, and like, stuff that. like that. Yeah, because one of the things he's Grapping about, you got a poster and it shows the seven uh, the gods e- of the Enid. It shows the Enid, and there's supposed to be nine of them, there's only seven of them on the poster. And he's quick to point that out, and his boss is like, You're not a tour guide. You know, I, I need you to put these out and run these in, you know, scan these into the system. <laughs> you know, you're doing inventory tonight. Yeah, that kind of thing. Uh, when it starts out, you, they show you almost immediately that he. Changes himself to his bed. Uh, he he keeps sand around his bed to you know find out if he find out if he's trying to walk. walk. Yeah. Puts tape on the inside of his door. Has all the locks locked. That way, if like, did I get up and walk out? Did I go somewhere? Because by the second day of his of Stephen's life, you you see that he will wake up in odd places. Yeah, and. Uh, in one of the uh, things, he has this, what he thinks is a nightmare, because when he wakes up, he's laying there and he's got his leg chain, and, you know, he's, oh, it was just, a, you know, it was a dream. And he's lost, like, two or three days, yeah. you know. Yeah, he's lost, like, two. He, he, you end up finding out that, like, he blacked out on, a, he went to sleep on Thursday and basically woke up Sunday evening. Because when he, when, you know, you, you, you you eventually find out, yeah, he's when he's blacking out, yeah, he's like leaving the country and all kinds of shit. Yeah, one of his other personas is taking over. But the thing is, you don't know that. You don't know. You don't know what the hell's going on, truthfully, till the till the end of the uh, episode. Yeah, unless you've seen the trailers or read the books. Or read the books, you know. But as far as what they give you in the story, mm-hmm. yeah, he's. It's it's literally the journey of a man that that's going insane. Yeah, every every piece of that is basically oh this this cat is you know he nuts. He's losing time. You know people are he's having interactions with people and they're referencing things that he did that he doesn't remember. Yeah, because a good example is he's at the the uh, desk where you buy the souvenirs in the museum and this real pretty. Lady comes up and she goes, so are we still on for our date? And he goes, our date? Yeah, Sunday. Oh, no, uh, it's Friday. Friday. Friday, yeah. you know, at the restaurant. They were going to get, they were going to, he promised her a steak. 
you know, and you had his uh his boss go, what the hell's vegan gonna get at the steak shop? You know, a steak restaurant. And he's kind of like, oh, salad, bread, what? But the trick is, Stephen does not remember asking. He's cool with going out with a girl because she's pretty. He does not remember asking that girl out. It's just one of those kind of things where it's like, I'm just, she's cute. I'm going to go along with this. Yeah. But you can tell he ain't the one. You can tell he does not remember asking that child nowhere. No. And in, in one of the scenes, when you see it, when he wakes up, he's exhausted. And he's like, but I slept all night. I should, well, I should you know, I shouldn't be exhausted. He mentions that. Stephen is always talking to his, his leave, always leaving voicemail messages to his mother. And he, he tells his mom that. It's like, yeah, I had another kind of restless night. I don't know what it is. You know, I slept all night, but I'm, I'm tired and so bored. So, yeah. So, and, like I said, when you meet Stephen, you know something's going on. You really ain't got no clue what the hell's going on. So, odd question. And, you know, probably unimportant to the overall series. But if he's losing days, how is he keeping his job at the museum? They don't explain that. They don't explain that, and and his boss does jump on him about he's always late. You know, he's kind of undependable. Okay. Yeah, because one of the things is she said, I told you to do this two days ago, and he was supposed to have scanned in a bunch of items for the gift shop. But you get the impression, like, how he didn't realize he had made a date with the one chick that was probably on the day that that happened and he's lost those days. Because later on in the first episode, uh, he wakes up on the ground and he's in agony. And when you see, when you, the watcher, see him, he has bruises and a cut lip and scratches on his face. I mean, he looks he's like... Not, a, he's actually having... It, when he first gets up, it almost like he had a stroke because he's palsied well, on that one side. his jaw yeah, is was, out of, popped I, out yeah, of place. Yeah. And he's having to, you know, like, move his jaw around and you hear it click, click, click. And then when he looks around and he looks up, there's two guys leaning out of a broken window and they got machine guns, like, and then they start shooting at him and he takes off running... And when you, but it almost, but where the series, where he works is in London. Yeah. Cause, cause Steven has a British accent and stuff. But when he wakes up in that field, it looks like he's in Holland or some shit. Cause everything is very Dutch and you know, it's, he's definitely not in the same country that he kind of went to sleep in. Because when you see him, because when you see him, he's basically doing things trying to stay awake. You know, he's in bed, he's reading books, he's chained to the bed, all this kind of stuff. And then he comes to in a field. And when he comes to, he's, you know, like I said, he's getting shot at. So he takes off. Well, he ends up there. You can see a town or village, yeah, village, you know, a little ways off. Well, he ends up in there. And every time he turns a corner, there's more of these guys with the machine guns. And he's wearing a... Uh, uh, hoodie under a jacket. Well, he put, pulls the hood up over his head and kind of blends in with the crowd. Well, all the crowd are heading toward the center of town. And that's where you meet the bad guy. Yeah, Ethan Hawke is the first person you see in the show. And when he wakes up, he takes a drink of water, makes this, the glass ring, he puts the glass in a uh, piece of cloth, smashes it with his cane, and then sprinkles the glass into his shoes and starts walking. Yeah, and then puts his feet in his shoes and starts walking. 
And you're like, the heck is wrong with this crazy? You know, you're like, what? Not like a crazy cult leader, eh? Yeah, and so which is exactly what he is. Yeah, and so when he Ethan Hawke shows up in the center of town where all these people are going, everybody's trying to touch the hem of his garment, kind of like Jesus walking through town. Yeah, and you have this one lady is like, I need to know, and he basically takes. He does a dude first. Yeah, guy. He he asks who among them is worthy, and you have a guy come up first, and he like holds his hand, and Ethan's got a got basically the tattoo of the scales on his inner arm and the tattoo moves and it moves a certain way and he basically tells the guy that he is worthy and good and this and the other and everybody's like yay and he dips and you have an older woman come up and go you know he's kind of going who's next and you have a woman come up and go well I I, I want to know and he, he asked her, do you, do you accept the fate of the scales, good or ill? And she goes, I do. And he does that same thing where he holds a hand and the, and the scales move again, but it comes down on the other side and it's basically like, yep, yeah, you, you kind of you failed the test. And she drops and, dead. And, well, she goes, I, that can't be right. I've been a good person. And I forget which god it is they worship, but it's basically like she knows she knows your heart and she knows what you have done and she knows what you will do. And it basically she don't just drop dead, it's like something sucks the life out of her ass. Cause when they when you see that body, she's grayish and she's sunk in and all yeah. kinds of crap. It wasn't just, oh, then she had an aneurysm and fell out dead. No, it, it's something yeah. kind of sucks. Terrific and supernatural. Yeah, yeah, it's blatantly supernatural. And then, you know, Ethan Hawke, he says something to the crowd, and they all drop to it. The trick was you had one of the goons come up to him and say, "Uh, we've lost him. And Ethan tells the goon, he's like, is he still here? And he said, yeah, I believe so. And then Ethan says something in Egyptian, and the crowd all dropped to their knees and it leaves Stephen kind of standing there. You know, kind of like, you know, they, the crowd understood it. He didn't. So it revealed him. And you find out that uh, he's got a golden scarab. And that's what Ethan, that's what Ethan wants. He wants, he wants that scarab and hell, you know, he's like, hell, I, hell you can have it. And you have a voice start talking to, to Stephen, you know, basically don't give it to him. And he's kind of like, oh, hell no, it's these folk crazy. And he's trying to give it to him like his hand. He loses control of his hand. His hand like snatches into a fist. And he's like, you know, give it to me or I'll kill you. And he's, he's basically, I'm trying. I'm trying to give it to you. I, my hand, I don't know. I, I'm trying to give it to you. And like they, he manages to pry his fingers open. And when he goes to hand it to him, his arm like snatches out of the way. Ethan is steadily threatening him about giving him the scarab, Steven is freaking the fuck out because he's lost, basically lost control of his own body. And he tells him, he tells him, was it four or five? Of yeah, yeah, four guard? or five of them, they was like, get him, they go to drag him off, and then Steven, Steven has, a, has a blackout, and when he comes to, the guys that were carrying him are all dead and laying on the ground. And he's cut his, the hand that's holding the scarab is covered in blood, and you yeah. know, he's got blood on his jacket, and they're like, Basically, he tells the whole crowd surrounding. Well, he takes off and makes it to a ice cream, cream or no, truck. not an ice cream, a cupcake truck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And gets in it and is driving off. 
And then the next thing you know, here's, you know, guys in SUVs chasing him. And one of the guys jumps from the roof of the SUV to the back of the truck and gets in. And he, black, he, he blacks out. out. And when he comes to, he's, he's got, got a gun in his hand and the dude, the dude that was in there is dead in the back. He's also driving backwards by the end, too. No, he, he's still no, driving. Yeah, that is right. That is right. And you've got a uh, uh, big log truck up ahead. And when they try and mess with him, he loses time again. And the next thing you see is he's driving backwards down this hill. And he's got one, one or two SUVs yeah. still after him. And the, there's no window. There's no window, and he just throws the gun at him. And Konshu goes, "Did this fool, fool just, just throw, throw the weapon? pistol away?" And because by this point, Konshu is talking to him. You know, he's you know, you, this voice is in his head. Oh, oh no, it's the idiot again. That's how Konshu refers to. Well, you don't. If you're a comic book reader, you know it's Konshu. If you're just a casual viewer, he's hearing voices, and the voice does not take kindly to him. He's like, "Surrender the body." I don't care. Surrender the body. Look, surrender the body. I will kill you both. Surrender the body. And, you know, it, it's like he'll black out and do something when he comes back. Sometimes you hear Conchu going, oh, no, it's the idiot again. Yeah. And, like, you know, Stephen is just not only kind of just a normal mode, he's he's kind of meek. And, yeah, the bad guy's like he chucks. He, he had a, the gun in his hand like he chucks the gun. He chucks the gun at the folks in your concert go, did this idiot just throw the pistol away? Yeah, it's 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 special. And then he blacks out again, and when he wakes up, he's, he's laying in bed, bed with his leg chained. He's like, Oh, it was just a dream. Yeah, just a nightmare. And you know, you sit and but you as the viewer see his face, you know, he's got a few more bruises, you know, on you And know. that's when he realizes his one flippered fish now has two flippers. Because yeah, so he had a goldfish that it only had it was like Nemo. It only had one it only had one fin. And yeah, when he sees his goldfish, the goldfish has got two fin Roy's got two fins. So he takes that to a, to the pet store where he got the fish and was like, uh, does this happen? Does this grow back? And she's like, No. You know, and you know there's no more fish in here like that. My God, you know, just go buy Nemo, you know. That kind of thing. And she's very dismissive of him. But she talks about when she talked to him yesterday. And he's still kind of like, the fuck? And he looks up at the clock and goes, you know, oh my God, is it that time? Yes. Well, that can't be right. Okay, so your fish is wrong. The clock's wrong. Everything's wrong with you. It was like, but I just woke up. I've got a date tonight. And he goes and runs and gets dressed and all this kind of stuff. And he goes he goes to the steak place to meet the girl. And he's waiting and waiting and waiting. And she doesn't show up. So he calls her. And when he calls her, she's like, you got a lot of nerve calling me. Well, I'm here. You know, you know we're, we're going to eat steak. I did eat steak by myself two days ago. What? It's sun it was like, what are you talking about? Yeah, we had a date Friday. We were supposed to have a date Friday. And she was like, and Steve was like, it is Friday. Really? Yeah, it still comes after Thursday, doesn't it? Yes, it does. Unfortunately, today is Sunday. Lose my number. Lose my number. Click. Yeah, and he actually has to ask the waiter what day it is. And he finds out it's Sunday. So he's like losing whole days and shit. 
But he goes home, uh, starts kind of digging around in his apartment, finds, ends up finding a phone and, and, and a key and a key. It's got all, it's where this uh, woman named Layla has called him over and over again. He calls her. She's like, oh, Mark, thank God. Where have you been? You know, you're doing this. And what's with that? St-? And Steve was kind of like, who? And he's like, what's with that stupid accent? And then you hear Khonshu basically going, stop digging. <laughs> so you, and you have kind of a whole nightmare scene kind of thing where, you know, it's like, He's hearing shit. He's seeing stuff in the shadows. He's uh, he goes out in the hallway. He's having like visions of basically Conchu coming down the hallway at him. Hides in the elevator, and one of the, the people in the building is like, "Oh, he's like, uh, I lost the contact." Yeah, and she's like, "Oh, yeah, well that's nice. Uh, I'm getting out of the floor where my is expecting me." And she's and then you know. He turns around and Conchu is there, you know, horned head right in front of him, and he screams. And when he screams, he comes to on a bus, you know, and everybody's kind of looking at him like, "What the hell is this cat screaming? What the hell's wrong with this dude?" And he's looking out the window, and when he looks out the window, he sees Conchu standing in the middle of the in, street. Well, over on the over the middle of the sidewalk, and but as the bus goes by, it disappears. And he finds out that, Ethan, and you end up seeing that Ethan Hawke's character is on the bus with him. And he sees him. And that's when he realizes, oh shit, this ain't a dream. He tells the security guard, hey, you know, don't let nobody in here. He's like, uh, it's a museum. You really can't do that. Well, you know, just don't let anybody sketch it. It's a museum. I can't do that. And it's free. You know. But you end up finding out that security guard was part of Ethan Hunt's cult. Ethan Hawke's cult, you find out that hell, several of the people that were in the museum at the time were part of that cult. They all have a tattoo. They all have a tattoo scale of the scale of wrist. Yeah. Yeah. And the the episode basically starts wrapping up where he 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 has to do his inventory. He's there by himself. You hear Ethan uh, Hawke's voice basically going, give us a scarab or, you know, and I won't tear you, you know, you won't, I won't let it tear you apart. And there's some kind of monster in there. Yeah, and it's, skit- it's skittering through the shadows, you know, you hear it, but you don't see it at first. And it's very dog-like, you know, I, like I was asking Danny on camera, I don't know if that was a werewolf, or I don't know if that was something that was kind of like Anubis, but it's... To me, it had a, a like a jackal kind of. Yeah, it may it may be something more like Anubis, but the the neat thing was anybody that's a, a OG Moon Knight fan knows he started off as an a villain in Werewolf by Night. So if you remember, I was talking like, man, I'm gonna be super jazzed if I have some if they have a fucking werewolf in there, and they they kind of give you a shout out to that because it's no matter what it is, it's it's very very werewolf like. It that's easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the cool thing is, as it's chasing him through the museum, he's, you know, just barely, you know, Steven is just barely staying one step ahead of it, and he gets to the bathroom, and he slams the door shut and locks it, and there's mirrors that up and down the, both sides of the bathroom, and he's walking, he's talking to us, I wonder what am I going to do? And, and the voice starts talking to voice, him, and, and, and it's him. It's him, but without the accent. 
as he's walking up and down, the, the reflection stops and turns and starts talking to him. And he doesn't notice it at first. And then he realizes, wait, and he goes, you've got to give me control. I won't let us die. I can protect us. And about this time, the door gets kicked open and the critter comes in. And then as you, know, you see this blankness for a second, and then you see you his, eyes, his, his, his eyes turn red too because he, he basically agrees to let Mark out. And where he where his eyes kind of roll up in his head sometimes when he would black out, you see that, but it has kind of a little reddish glow to him too. Yeah. And you see that thing come in, and then you hear the outside, you hear all hell breaking loose. And then you see the critter trying to crawl and you know pull itself out of the dead come room, and all of a sudden. It gets snatched, snatched, snatched it back in, and you see these uh, rows of fingernail scratches on the ground. Like, let me. And then when you see, yeah, he, you know, he's he right in there and basically is pounding the living shit out of that thing and kills it. And he gets up and walks toward the camera and it goes off. So yeah, you don't you don't see him as Moon Knight until like the last ten seconds. Yeah. That's acceptable for a first episode. Yeah, 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 yeah. The 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 thing that I got cracked up about was, you know, the critter comes in like it's gonna rip him a new one. Well, he's he's stung. Yeah, as he as as you see that change happening, the damn thing dives on him. Yeah, and you hear all this ruckus where it's like, well, hell, he's in that damn thing's in there tearing him limb from limb. And then all and of a sudden you hear it yelp. Well, you see a you see the sink. Yeah, the sink flying out and hits the wall. And, and then you see the creature come out and it's like trying to get away from something and something snatches his ass back in the room. Yeah, and yeah. that's when you, when they pan into the room is when you see Moon Knight on top of it pounding the shit out of it. Yeah, but for me, the, like that scene as it's outside the thing, here comes the sink and you hear that, like a dog yelping and then it's like it's trying to dive out and it's trying to pull itself out and then it gets pulled back and the fingernail scratch. I'm like... Oh, that's messed up. It goes. It goes from being the predator to the victim. Yep. It was, I do like how Moon Knight looks in this because he's he's it's the traditional costume, but he's kind of mummy wrapped. Yeah. When yeah, he's, I noticed, I noticed and, that in the trailers. Yeah. Yeah. When when he gives up, when Stephen gives over to Mark, you start to see a a little bit of the wrapping come around him, and then the thing comes running in and pounces, and you don't see the full transformation. But when you do see the rest of it, you're like, oh, my damn. Yeah. He, and if you watch the ending credits, you get to see a little bit more of what those wrappings look like. But, yeah, they, they kind of mummy wrap it, which is kind of neat. Well, I know at some point he's in the Mr. Knight outfit, too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he'll eventually do that. Well, yeah. It, it, the, the trick is I'm, I'm wondering how you know they're going to show more than just that one personality. Yeah, I'm wondering if the different versions of Moon Knight are, different, are all different personalities. I think they, I, I'm guessing the the you, you're probably going to different get different personalities based on the phases of the moon. That would probably be my guess because I remember I don't know if he's still like that or not, but back in the day, Moon Knight strength used to be based kind of on the phases of the moon. Yeah, he was at his strongest at the full moon because you know where yep. we fighter. Yeah, when. When you've got Steven trying to read books and do puzzles and stuff, trying to stay, stay awake, awake, one of the books he's reading, well, several of the books he's reading are on a, a, you know, ancient Egypt, the gods and whatnot like that. And then one of the books, if I'm not mistaken, was like the uh, lunar 
studies of lunar whatever, you know? The lunar phases. Yeah, lunar phases. And there's a, a chart up on the wall that to me looked like an old lunar calendar, you know, like. But it's pretty neat how they handle it. His uh, reactions to waking up in these horrifying situations is also amusing. Me going into it knowing a little bit about Moon Knight, it cracked me up. Jennifer is sitting, my wife was sitting there watching it, and she, after it was over, she goes, okay, I have so many questions. Yeah. I can see somebody that that's a complete Moon Knight novice kind of going into that first episode going, what the fuck is going on here? It's interesting. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. It, you know, it's, it's, it's super. It, they do a good job in making it interesting, but... I could easily see somebody that's just a novice going into that one going, the fuck is going on in this shit? Yeah. There, there is definitely an insanity factor, for lack of a better oh, hell yeah. way yeah. of putting it. Because some of the stuff that, that is... Ha- if, if, let's say if you were having that thing and you woke up and you were suddenly covered in bruises and scrapes and had lost a couple of days... It would freak you the hell out. Well, hell, you'd be more freaked out hell when you come to and you're covered in blood and got a gun in your hand. Yeah. And, you know, you, he's sitting there driving a car or a, a, a delivery truck. And like I said, comes to, got a gun in his hand, blood all over him. He looks back. There's a dead guy in the back of the truck that he just stole. And the guys are still shooting at him. He looks up. There's a, a truck full of logs, you know. And, for guys our age, we've seen, uh, oh, what was that movie, uh, Final Final Destination? Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, you, and you with know what's going to happen with a truck full of logs. It's either going to come <laughs> flying back at you or it's going to mess up. Well, the trick is, hell, he's, hell, he's on, a, on a mountain road when it's happening anyway, so it ain't like you got a whole lot of swerving distance either because, yeah. you know, on that right-hand side is a cliff. yeah. So, you know, the whole thing has this horror vibe to it by that point. And you're like, okay. And he's hearing voices. Yeah. He's hearing voices that are not very kind to him. Yeah. Oh, God, it's the idiot. Then Conchu, though, everybody, well, I guess Mark's the only other one you really encountered. But but other than Conchu, are the rest of them kind of uh, protective of him? You don't know. The only, 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 only is Mark. Yeah, you only you you hear you've heard and seen Conchu, and at and Mark you don't hear until he's in that bathroom and Mark's talking to him through his reflection, where he's basically going, you know, I can save us. You don't have to die. Just basically let me out. So it's yeah. almost like Steven's the normal guy personality. Yeah, and then he's well, got you know other personalities to handle the rough stuff. Well, the trick is, I almost wonder if, if Steven ain't the protection. Because uh, Ethan's character, like he did the lady and the other guy. Yeah, he when he's talking to, to uh, Steven in, in the museum, he does that to him. He gets his hands and does all that and basically judges him. But the, uh, the scales just kind of shake. They won't go down one way or the other. And he kind of lets him go and he goes, you know, you're full of... Chaos. You're full of chaos. So I think in some ways that, you know, those multiple personalities may be a protection. Because he, cause even, even Ethan's character talks about the gods having avatars and stuff like yeah. that. I'm, he's either a priest of this, of this goddess uh, or he's its avatar, one or the other. 
have to go back and look to see which one it's supposed to be because it's it's not my eye, but it's it's really kind of doing stuff about kind of like justice. Because in, in Steven's thing, is, I mean, in uh, Ethan's character's thing is, you know, he's trying to let his goddess out because his goddess would basically get rid of evil. You know, like if my, if, if my goddess hadn't been betrayed, there wouldn't have been a Hitler. There wouldn't have been a Pol Pot. There wouldn't have been, you know, the Armenian massacre. It wouldn't have been all this because, you know, she, she kind of got tired of playing by the rules and was basically like, I'm wiping out the sons. So it, it's very judgment based. The uh, Hawk's character has this cane and it's got a dual headed uh, uh, was it crocodile or alligator, whatever is native to the, to the Nile. And when he's doing this judgment, he balances that on the person's arms oh. and it swings like a pendulum. Yeah. And it, it was like, okay. Well, yeah, it's got, it's got Sobek on the, on the handle. Yeah, Sobek. But I don't think Sobek's who he's worshipping. You had so it, it was two, didn't you have two, like a god and goddess that both were had the alligator motif? One was the male side, one was the female side. Uh, I'd have to go back and, I'd have to go back and look and study it, it up. Yeah, it's been a long time it's since long I studied time, uh, it, Egypt's mythology. And that'd be a whole other subject to go into. Yeah, yeah. So, in wrapping up though, it sounds like both of you would recommend this to folk. Yes. Yeah, the first one, I, I put it like this. As far as first episodes go, it's been my favorite Disney Plus first episode. You know, it, <laughs> it, was, it, was, better, it was better than the first two of WandaVision. It was truthfully better than the first Falcon one or so. Yeah, it, it, it was very good. I'm looking really? forward to see where they go. With yeah, the- I'm, 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 curious, I'm curious to see how, how they play it and... And I'm I'm impressed with Oscar Isaac change in personality because just that little bit you see a mark. He doesn't sound like Stephen. He doesn't stand like Stephen. He doesn't act any damn thing like Stephen. Stephen's very kind of he's very British and very kind of nerdy and you know Peter Parker esque kind. He's scared of his own shadow. Yeah, yeah. He's very kind of timid, even but, when he's like his boss. He is just as hateful as can be to him. He's like, oh, that's a, that's a, yeah, he's he's very timid. And when the the pretty girl comes up and reminds him about their date, even the boss looks at him like, man, I did not think you know she doesn't come out and say it this way, but it's like I didn't think you had the stones, you know, because yeah. he's so meek and mild, and here's this hot chick coming up reminding him about their date. It's like, who are you, you know? But it's, All right, yeah, I definitely get to watch. I look forward to checking it out myself then. You'll enjoy it. Should I catch up on Hawkeye first? Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't, but yeah. I enjoyed Hawkeye, but I enjoyed it for different reasons than I ain't, give a, I ain't give a fuck about Hawkeye. I ain't give a fuck about Hawkeye until Kingpin showed up, and then they wrecked him. All right, uh, before we get off on a whole other subject then. Uh, so anyway, that's what, you know, that's us on uh, Moon Knight. Uh if you saw if you saw the episode and you have a something you picked up that you think we missed, let us know. Uh, you leave a comment below. You can contact us at thenerdeternal at gmail dot com. Uh, otherwise, we'll uh, see y'all next week. I've been your host, the experience of some called Jason, and with me today has been the Todd Father, CDO one one three. 
and we'll see you next time.